I know that it may seem like a lot of teachers have posted about their organizational systems and super cool classroom layouts, but just know that every teacher is different, every class of students is different, and every classroom has to address different needs as well. Welcome to episode 124 of the Teacher Rockstar Podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the first-year teacher are discussed. We share the latest educational research and best practices so that the new teacher can be better equipped for a successful classroom experience. I'm your host, Steve Hiles, and today's episode we will be talking about essential elements every elementary classroom needs. Well, organizing the modern elementary classroom is not as simple as putting cute little name tags on student desks and then calling it a day. The elementary classroom in the 21st century is more dynamic than that. We're going to take a look at the essential elements that every elementary classroom needs. But before we do, I have a question for you. Are you a brand new teacher that just finished up your teacher preparation program? Or have you been teaching for less than five years? Would you like to dramatically supercharge your classroom management skills? Well, if so, toward the end of this podcast, I will provide you a link to learn how. Okay, let's dive right into the essentials that every elementary classroom needs to be truly effective. All right, let's start off with your classroom library. Now, this is uh, just not a nice thing to have, but really it's critical in terms of encouraging literacy and reading for pleasure. Classroom libraries should be a welcoming place for students, comfortable seating whereby students can focus on their reading. For an added touch, now you can throw in some pillows or plush chairs to make the area even more reader friendly. Now, it's best to position your classroom library in an area of the room where it gets a lot of natural light. Now, that would be the best thing to do, with shelves positioned in such a way as to not interfere with the students. Now, if for some reason you can't fit your library near a window, then include some table lamps or floor lamps. As far as the number of books to be included in your classroom library, my personal goal was at least a thousand books uh, in a variety of genres. Okay, for example, I had books in poetry, nonfiction, fiction, fairy tales, picture books, biographies, autobiographies, memoirs, etc. Now, for the new teacher, it's not necessary to start off with that many. Okay, uh, it just took me a while to get there, so just be patient. But, um, you know, uh, here's a good tip, too. You might want to go to yard sales, check them out, visit public libraries. Sometimes they give books, you know, away. And even ask parents for gently used books. Uh, you might want to check out my podcast episode uh, 57, Building a Classroom Library. I'm sure that you'll find this episode very helpful. The next thing I want to address is learning centers. Okay, uh, Learning centers are a fantastic way to get your students up and moving during the instructional day and, of course, uh, provide for more of a hands-on learning experience. Now, I have to tell you that learning centers can get somewhat messy. Now, there are so many ways to organize manipulatives, lessons, and materials, which can make it a challenge to keep things uh, organized. Determine what system works best for you. You know, you might decide to use uh, tubs for each activity, or plastic boxes, or a storage stand with drawers. But whatever it is, make sure that you are using a consistent system to keep your things organized. Uh, This goes back to modeling and practicing your expectations for learning center setup, cleanup, and transitions. You know, it would also help you to keep the center expectations posted in each of your centers to help students hold themselves accountable. I think this would really work out well. 
The key here that I want you to remember is keeping your learning centers neat and organized will be consistency for sure. Okay, the next area is flexible seating. Now, uh, one of the latest and most popular classroom organizational trends is flexible seating. It seems more and more educators these days are opting for this as opposed to traditional seating. Well, this option allows for more physical activity during the school day, plus it takes into account fidgeting and provides for better focus. Now, with respect to 21st century needs, flexible seating layouts can promote the kind of fluidity and adaptability. Now, a point I want to address here is that if this is your first year uh, implementing flexible seating in your classroom, ensure that you have a strategy for the first few days of school because I'm here to tell you those first few days will be rather chaotic. It may in fact be safer to begin with traditional seating or stadium seating. This would give you time to explain your classroom procedures for the new seating option. Okay, now let's um, talk about word walls for a moment. Now a word wall is a very important feature when it comes to teaching vocabulary in elementary classrooms. For younger children, spin-off activities can prove engaging for students such as having kids draw pictures representing the definition of the word, or choosing anonyms and synonyms for the words, as well as using the word correctly in a sentence. A word wall should be a work of progress. It should continue to grow as the year goes on. For me personally, I only put a word on the word wall after it was introduced to the class and fully explained to my students. And from that point, uh, I expected my students to spell that word correctly when it appeared in their writing. It really cut down on how do you spell questions. Okay, uh, let's move on to storage areas. Okay, finding a storage for all of your project materials, classroom supplies, and tons of other stuff can be really quite overwhelming. Uh, there are strategies that you could put in place to help you overcome that helpless feeling. For starters, there are your traditional storage cabinets that you can neatly organize and label. One thing to keep in mind, though, is that you need to put supplies students will need in an accessible area where it can be easily found. Another thing you can do is have community supplies. This way, it would eliminate the need for individual storage. Also, this would be great for helping students uh, teach them about sharing and respecting community property. Consolidate class supplies. Your students will need to complete assignments somewhere where all students have access to them. One container per group of students, for example. You can also go to the ever-popular crate seat, which features built-in storage. Another option to cut down on all the clutter would be to create files of your materials organized and accessible digitally. It may be a time-consuming task initially, but will pay off in the long run. You might want to check out my podcast episode 74, How I Stay Organized in My Classroom All Year Long. Now, I think this will be a great help to you. Now, let's address student storage. Having a dedicated area in the classroom for student storage will not only give your kids a sense of ownership over their learning, but provide them space to store potential distractions during the day. Again, like anything else, you will need to, to explain, model, and rehearse as well as be applied consistently. Using labels to identify things such as coats, backpacks, lunch boxes, etc. would also be a very helpful thing to do. Cubby storage works well when storing things like notebooks, library books, or other items to prevent student desks from becoming cluttered. Okay, let's address the technology area. In many of today's classrooms, technology stations are complete with cutting-edge mobile devices for students uh, either share or 
in some cases for each student individually. However, in cases where space is at a premium, you'll want to invest in proper storage for your devices. Uh, you want to avoid stacking electronic devices directly on top of one another or leaning uh, one against the other if possible. Now the bottom line here is that you are only limited by your creativity when it comes to organizing your classroom. You'll want to keep in mind that you'll need to keep open space for students to go about their day and things might need to be spruced up from time to time. I think that goes without saying here. But this isn't anything that can't be done. Okay? Well, friend, this brings us to the end of this episode. Hope you found a golden nugget or two from the information presented. As always, feel free to reach out should you have any questions or comments about this episode. Also, if there is a topic that you would like me to talk about on the show, please shoot me an email. I'd really appreciate that. At the beginning of the show, I said I'd share with you a link to learn how you can dramatically supercharge your classroom management skills. Well, here it is. Simply go to tra teacherclassroomresources.com. That's tra.teacherclassroomresources.com to learn how. I want to thank you for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. When you get a moment, visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter. For the latest educational research, best practices, and unadvertised free bonuses, go to blog.teacherclassroomresources.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others. Post about it on social media, and if you feel comfortable, leave a rating and review that's always greatly appreciated thanks again we'll see you same time same place next week and remember my friend you got this